0: Hello and welcome to the Sea True Podcast, brought to you by Herman's Auctioneers here in Ratmines. Today we're joined by Sinead Kearns, Director of Herman and White Estates, to talk to us about the, in particular, about the rental market and about uh, how renters can help themselves to try uh, try and get somewhere to rent in this very, very difficult climate. Sinead, thanks for coming. No
1: problem. (laughs) so start off a little bit tell me about you about me okay so I kind of fell into the property market Uh, so I was actually buying a house with my sister at the time and in order to get a mortgage I needed to get a better job because at the time I was a lifeguard on very low wages so (laughs) I needed a change of career to get a mortgage and I happened to just fall into an auctioneers in Ratnew so it was house sales and lettings because I was going through the process at the time as well it all kind of just filled in really um, so ever since then I well I started as a receptionist there they put me through at the time which was the IAVI course um, did a couple of house sales with them and then Anne decided to retire so she moved to France and the place closed so there was a blip where I was in Euroconnects uh, which is a credit card payment company so I was there for about two years and then the job here came up. So I was on six months maternity leave. That was my original contract. And that was in two thousand and nine. And now I'm up <laughs> 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 off at the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not bad from six yeah, months maternity exactly. contract. Exactly. exactly.
2: So you weren't always interested in property. It's just something that kind of,
1: yeah. It, it's not even a field I ever even thought yeah. about. Never, never even crossed my mind until I was in it mm-hmm. and then realized it's actually really interesting. Mm. And then once once I came up here, then I got more into the management side of it. And the management is really where the interest is because every day is completely different you never get the same request from tenants, landlords. There's always a different tilt to it, different slant to it. And it's just, it's just what makes everything so interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: From that point, like where, where in your work do you get the most enjoyment?
1: I think it's like basically like everybody's a job well done. And a job where you know you've put your best into it, that you've done everything you possibly can, especially when it's a convoluted issue that's going on that leads to another issue that leads to another issue, say in a house renovation or just a random issue that comes up. And it's just knocking things off bit by bit, keeping everybody informed and just to say I did everything I could, we did everything we possibly could and this is what where we're at and what we've done and I think that's, you can go home and go and I achieved something today. Mm-hmm.
0: And looking at it now, what do you think the major changes have been in your career? So from 2009 to today, what do you think are the major adjustments or changes in, in, the, in the kind of market?
1: The biggest one is the RTB, the introduction of the RTB and the subsequent amendments of the Residential Tenancies Act. It's just made everything a lot more restrictive, not on the landlord, but on agents as well. Um, And it's, I can see why it's in. I can absolutely understand. There's a lot of it that's over-regulated. There needs to be some sort of a back adjustment as well. But that's the biggest thing in the, the management side, the letting market is the introduction of the RTV and everything that goes with that.
0: So obviously that regulation was brought in, to try and obviously... To regulate an unregulated market, yeah. which, in fairness, needed to happen.
1: I look, at everybody knows about slum landlords. Everybody wants to see the back of a slum landlord. How any of them could even still be operating now at the minute is beyond me. We would never have dealt with any kind of landlord like that anyway. But this just makes it easier. If somebody approaches you, just say, look, you're not up to the housing standards. We can't touch that until you even you, you need to do the work. Yeah.
0: Do you think that... That is impacting that the level of regulation is impacting on landlords not entering into the market but staying in the market because I know the big talk on the big the big talk is there's there's no supply for tenants yeah. which is a which is a, a national crisis it's a crisis above landlords or or uh tenants or anything like that. It should be something that's dealt with at a national level, but do you think that the regulation is making? it's said that it's making people move out of the market. Do you think that's happening?
1: It is. It is to a certain point. It's the accidental landlords that are getting out because of the regulation and the tax and all of that because they never wanted to be in it in the first place. It was just something that happened. So they inherited somewhere or whatever the reason or like they bought somewhere had to move the con- move country for work or whatever. But they're the they're the ones that are really getting out of the market. The investors are there because that's their business. They know how it works. They know what the returns are. So they're they're always going to be there. But I don't think anybody realized how many accidental landlords there are until this started happening. Yeah. And a lot of them as well. It's not just that they're selling and they're getting out of the market. They're actually giving it to family because family can't find
0: anywhere. I think a problem for a big problem for tenants as well though is that a lot of these landlords not necessarily that we would deal with as an agency but a lot of landlords are big funds Is, do you think that's a problem, a problem in Ireland
1: absolutely yeah because they're the only ones in funds to actually do anything especially with the interest rates yeah. they're really the only ones and as I said it's their business so they're always going to be there they're looking at the market trends they're looking at what when's the best to buy when's the best to sell so they're they're the ones that are going to swoop in.
0: You've recently become a director of Herman White. Yes. For your sins. <laughs> uh, can you tell everyone about your ambitions and your goals for the company?
1: Well, I think the main ambition really is just to continue on the the business that obviously David Herman and Charles White have built up over the years. It's a fantastic business. It's absolutely amazing. And I'd hate to not do them justice by not carrying on what they have done, mm. but also to make it bigger, make yeah. it better. Um, Going down avenues that we never explored with Charles and David at the helm and just to make it, bring it up into the modern standards as well and just kind of get it to where we need it to be as well.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we kind of touched on it a bit, but saying that properties, properties to rent have become increasingly scarce over the years. So, you know, thousands of applications might be received for, you know, a single property you guys yeah. put up on on your systems, but um, it can be really intimidating. So what kind of advice would you offer to people who are looking to rent or need to rent somewhere in mm-hmm. Dublin? The, I think the best advice is don't panic. Because
1: when you panic, you mm-hmm. come across wrong or pushy or it it's just doesn't sit right. And a lot of it is... The, the right tenant for the right property mm-hmm. from our point of view and from a landlord's point of view so if you're coming in panicking you're going to give off the wrong vibe <laughs> we completely understand mm-hmm. don't get us wrong, completely understand why you could be panicking mm-hmm. but the best thing is have your references to hand and have them as detailed as you can it's what's not said in a reference is what we're looking for mm-hmm. so it's that kind of a thing so just Get the best reference that you can, have everything ready to go, your deposit, Mm -hmm. your first month's rent, everything, all your paperwork. And do not do not offer anything extra to try and get your application over the line, because that's going to put you down at the bottom of the list. It's hard not to do it. And I can understand why people do it. But it just doesn't sit well. Yeah. And it doesn't, it won't go well for your application. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Do you think? It's desperation for yeah. people. And I I saw it before in the recession mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well, where they're just so desperate. They yeah. need accommodation and they're willing to anything. Mm-hmm. put anything in your hand to try and get their application over the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we just can't. It's yeah. ethically and morally yeah, wrong. Course, you yeah. you can't. You're taking advantage of people who are in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is most of the time, the people that do that are the ideal applicant and probably would have gotten it only for they've gone down that road.
0: What sort of supports are there for renters in the market at the moment?
1: There's quite a lot of supports. Um, Financially, there's the the tax rebates from the government at the moment. So if they contact their uh, agent or landlord, get your RT number, get your tax back. And then there's also the likes of Threshold and the RTB for advice. Or TB for any dispute resolution, but threshold is uh, seems to be a good service as well. We we have interacted a lot with them, they try to go down the mediation route before you go anywhere as well. But a lot of it is just given information. And um, but I would say the first port of call is contact your agent or your landlord directly. Hmm. A lot of disputes don't even need to go down the RTB route, it's have just have a conversation, it doesn't need to be an argument, hmm. it just needs to be a conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. And, but when 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 the conversating doesn't work, when the ch- chat like, is not going to work, yeah, obviously it won't always work. Yeah, the RTB seems to be an environment that is, for all its flaws, somewhat functioning.
1: It is now at the best service is the mediation service, the phone mediation, because the tenant isn't having to take time out of their day to go to it to, out of work. Same with the landlord, it's all over the phone. There's back and forth, it can go on as long as you need it to. They will put a time limit on it, but the back and forth can go on as long as you need to. And if there's no agreement reached, it can be brought on then to the tribunal. If there is agreement reached, even better.
0: In terms of the HAP scheme that's there and the other schemes for the government, do you think, like you're you're at the cowl face, seeing people trying to rent, you're at the cowl face renting to people, uh, do you think the HAP scheme is working?
1: Absolutely. It is. I think to a point is working too well because yeah. there is a lot of people we come in seeing that are on HAP and you just wonder how are they even eligible for that? Because they're on quite good money in whatever yeah. job they're in. But then there is the other end of the scale where you're just so glad to see that they had some sort of a hand because they literally would be on the street. Yeah. And it's a, it's a brilliant service. The HAP service, anytime we've had to ring them up for anything, they're very helpful very informative and they'll, they'll tell you exactly what you need to know and there there's no judgment about them um, I find them very easy to deal with
0: and I think it's probably something that a lot of people don't think they can avail of they think it's like you can you said there there's a lot of people on hap that you're surprised they're on it yeah. so therefore obviously there's a lot of people who aren't availing of hap who could be.
1: Absolutely because there's all different tiers of it. So there's the ordinary HAP, there's the homeless HAP. I'm sure there's probably other sections I haven't even heard about mm. um, but you are allowed to work while you go on HAP whereas I think um, when you, rental allowance at mm. the time I don't think you were allowed on. it. I think that might have changed or the HAP might have brought that in together yeah. but you are allowed to work. You mm. are allowed to work to a certain point but what I, from what I understand once you're in the HAP system if you get promoted or you get a higher wage, you can remain in the HAP system. Yeah, Just your contributions to HAP itself and or the level of what you get is reduced. It's all means tested.
0: Do you think the government needs to do more?
1: I think they do. And I think what they need to do, they're not going to do, which is completely tear down the whole system that's there and put one in place that works. Mm-hmm. Do some sort of... a. England, the, the model in England works really well because everybody knows where they stand. The same, there's a European model as well where it's price per square footage per area. So no matter what happens, you know, that's what you're going to get. And that's it. Like there's there's no there's no fighting against that. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, I'd probably be shocked by the investors because there's no way of growing the return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then you're not going to get the slump either. Where you might have to actually have to rent in, say, Mm -hmm. seven or eight years to come, you might have to have to rent in order just to get a field. Yeah, it's it's a balancing act. But I think the system that's there, there's been too many patches put on it, and each Mm -hmm. patch at this stage is not holding. Something needs to change. What's your favorite part of your job?
0: (laughs) Working with you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Save that clip. (laughs) save that <laughs> yeah, clip <perfect. laughs> the Christmas
1: party on loop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the sure. favorite part of my job I think as I said going home feeling that you've achieved something you've either found somebody the perfect home who's gonna be just so happy there as long as they they want to be there or can be there um yeah just basically a sense that you you've done everything you possibly can i I don't like going home thinking I've done a half hour's job. Because yeah. just 'cause I just can't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all the all the heavy questions, you know, out of the way now. Phew. Get to yeah, get, get <laughs> you the fun ones now. Uh Shanaid, what's your favourite colour? <laughs> My favourite colour I think is purple.
1: Why? I don't know. It's really calm and mm. I think it reminds Royal. me of lavender. I love the smell of lavender. Mm-hmm. But I just like purple.
2: Serenity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um so you were after the desert island what are your three three items you're bringing with you it's probably cheating a little bit okay okay All right. we've allowed so, we've allowed
0: we've allowed some, allowed, we've allowed allowed some cheating yeah. Yeah.
1: so the first one is a pig because I'm a meat eater <laughs> and you can use every part of the pig even the hairs on it's back for a toothbrush you can use every Genius. part of it yeah, yeah. Swear to, I've thought about this over the years. Unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. not the first yeah. people ask yeah. me yeah, exactly. this question, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second one is Bear grills because he'd know what to do with that thing, <laughs> and he'd and know he'd where to beer. get water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the third one is a satellite phone, so he, he can cook me a meal while I bring him for help.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could build a boat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, exactly, yeah that's a very good <laughs> answer. <yeah. laughs> Um, okay apart from the, the pig you're bringing to the island what's your death row meal <laughs> oh, it has to be
1: sushi really and my son would agree with me yeah. he uh, he absolutely sushi. loves sushi as I eat I love
0: sushi okay. Yeah. what's your most prized possession
1: possession <laughs> the material stuff I don't care about but it has to be my family mm. yep.
2: yeah.
1: Work or home family, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very oh, good. I'll keep very everyone
2: happy here. Exactly, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Very good. So, um, thanks, Amelia, for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, if you want to find out more about Herman's Auctioneers, you can do so on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and download our app, the Herman's app, on iOS and Android. If we want to find out about Sinead, we don't want to find out Sinead because Sinead doesn't have any social media. <laughs> but if we want to find out about Herman and White Estates, where do we go?
1: Well, hermanwhite.ie um, and yeah, we're, we are on social media in Instagram, Facebook, X or whatever it's called now. <laughs> Z, G, Twitter, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Just type yeah. in Herman White, you'll find us.
0: <laughs> very so, good, very good. Thanks so much. All right, That's